Well, welcome everyone to another episode of CoreCast, the podcast of the Northern California chapter. This episode of CoreCast is brought to you by Impact Group, the future of work company providing end-to-end world-class workplace solutions. To connect with Impact Group, please see the show notes. My name is Robert Teed, and I'm thrilled to be your regular host of CoreCast, where we bring you guests and content that are both timely and relevant to what's happening in the world of work in workplace, and we keep a particular focus on the Northern California region, which is home to some of the most exciting companies and work and workplace developments on the planet. When I'm not hosting CoreCast, my day job is as founder and CEO of Integra Group, where I'm an executive coach, a strategic advisor, and a consultant. And I bring to my work three decades as a corporate real estate and workplace executive. If you want to connect with me, please see the show notes. I'm also an active member of the Cornet Northern California chapter. I'm a facilitator in the chapter's leadership development cohort. And of course, I get the privilege of hosting CoreCast. Well, one of my favorite things we get to do in Cornet Northern California is our annual awards gala, where we get to formally recognize our corporate real estate executive of the year, our service provider of the year, and our young leader of the year. And in our previous episode of CoreCast, I got to sit down with our young leader of the year, uh, Patrick Wong of LinkedIn. On this episode of CoreCast, I get a chance to talk with my good friend and the winner of our 2022 service provider of the year, Lena Zimmerman. And I've known Lena for what seems like forever. She's just omnipresent in our industry and in our chapter. And so this is just such a pleasure for me to get a chance to sit down with her in this setting and to dig a little bit deeper. Lena leads PowerPlay, which is a for-profit firm that she founded in 2018 to help companies in the architectural engineering and construction fields up their game using her expertise in sales and marketing strategy, sales effectiveness, new market expansion and revenue and profit growth. Lena also founded and leads Red, which is the real estate divas Bay Area an invitation-only association focused on strengthening relationships and contributing to the success of women in the commercial real estate industry. And we'll get to hear a little bit more from Lena about RED. Lena also sits on the advisory board of Project Mark, which I'm excited to hear about as somebody that also sits on advisory boards. And Lena's career history is super impressive. She's worked in very senior roles in construction, Uh, at Clune Construction, SC Builders, Skyline Construction, just to name a few. One of the things that we have in common, which I actually didn't know until we started to put this pod together, is that we both started in the workplace industry in the same year about three decades ago. Somehow, though, Lena is about 20 years younger than I am, so I'm not exactly sure how that works. But uh, uh, Lena has a degree in biology from Nebraska Wesleyan University, where she played varsity volleyball and tennis. So definitely an athlete on our hands. And she's been part of Cornet since 2003 and has been actively involved in the Northern California chapter since those early years, serving in various capacities. And we'll get to hear more about Lena's work within the chapter here shortly. Uh, Lena earned her MCR, her Master of Corporate Real Estate designation from Cornet in 2016, and she has several other professional designations as well. I think the world of Lena, and I'm not alone, uh, it, judging by her winning of this award for Service Provider of the Year, 
Uh, Lena, welcome to CoreCast. Thank you for being here and congrats on being the chapter service provider of the year. Thank you so much, Robert. This is my first podcast. <laughs> awesome. And it's, well, it's such a um, huge honor to be given the award of service provider of the year. And I love that um, I get to talk with you about it. So thank you. Well, even though it's your first pod, we'll make it easy on you. And we'll just walk our way through the conversation. Um, you know, I always like to start with, you know, when I do that intro, I sort of try to uh, build a little bit of a bio on everybody, but what did I miss in my introduction of you? What would you like to call out that uh, I didn't uh, call out? I think you did a really good job covering everything. I mean, this is a Cornet Award and a Cornet podcast. I think you really did a good job of covering my experience in Cornet, but maybe the fact that I served for more than a decade as an end user in our industry is something that... Um, you didn't really touch on. Yeah, let's make sure we get back to that because I'm not sure that's something that a lot of people know about you, but I think it'd be interesting to sort of dig into. But let's start with uh, with PowerPlay. So you founded PowerPlay in 2018, and I remember very well when you when you founded that. Uh, that was five years ago, which is hard to believe. You know, and I I gave a tiny overview of the work that you do, but really tell us the real work that you do uh, and and what gets you excited about that work these days. Yeah, I mean, you did, you gave it a really good description. PowerPlay, you know, when I started it, I saw a need for assisting companies with their expansion into the Bay Area. You know, the San Francisco Bay Area is such a hot market for new companies, whether it's service provider companies or new corporations that are trying to launch here. And given my work history, a lot of the roles that I held was about repositioning companies or launching them into new markets. And, um, you know, after doing it for a few companies, I thought, you know, I bet other people can benefit from this as well and decided to give it a shot. You were influential in me taking that step. So thank you, Robert. Um, you know, there are a few phone calls where I was hedging and you kind of talk, talked me off the ledge. <laughs> well, it's awesome that you, that you were able to do that. You took the leap uh, and you timed it pretty well because a couple of years later, obviously the pandemic uh, landed on us. How would you de describe kind of your client base these days? You know, what would you want folks to know about that that group? You know, most of my clients have been, as you mentioned, architects, general contractors, um, furniture manufacturers who are trying to expand into this market and kind of varies what I've been doing with them. Sometimes it's helping them be better at selling themselves. So that involves training, coaching, mentoring, in other cases, they're like, hey, we just need a strategy and we need someone to implement that strategy for us, but we're not ready to invest in a full-time business development person. So um, building those strategies, helping them implement whether it includes PR or not. And, you know, it's all really about just gaining greater exposure and a bigger footprint in the market. Got it. And so they come to you really for that thought partnership and that sort of the, the strategic sort of view that you're able to bring to that. Yes. Um, we mentioned project mark and I, is that, mm -hmm. that's different than the work you do with PowerPlay. You sit on their advisory board Are you able to share a little bit about, uh, about project mark. Sure. Um, I love project mark. It's actually a, kind of a funny story. I was during the pandemic and I was, I had heard about Project Mark. So I started doing some research and I just independently reached out to the CEO and said, Hey, I saw this description of your company. I'd like to learn more. And uh, we scheduled an appointment and we ended up having a two hour conversation at the end of it. He said, can you help us out here? And, um, you know, I've been working with them ever since. They're, they're a company that focuses on 
creating an online network and marketing tools for the AEC industry. So obviously there's some synergies there with what I do, but I also um, for years have thought this is a niche that somebody really needed to take advantage of. And I'm not really a super technology person. So even though I would have loved to have done it, it's not something I felt I could invest my time in productively. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I'm sure that that, that, collaboration you're doing with them is is really powerful so congrats on doing that and hopefully you do more advisory work like that um as somebody that does advisory boards as well it's it's a lot of fun and I, i'm not sure people quite understand what they are why we do it but they're a lot of fun i think for those those of us that get to do it so well you know this is a chapter podcast so i do want to go back to your involvement with cornet um be, first of all it's such a rich history that you have with that uh, cornet and the the Cornet Northern California chapter in particular. And one of the things when I think of you, I just think of you just being so present and engaged in the chapter and so active. And when I looked at the, the amount of activity you've had over the years, you know, it's so impressive. You've been on the membership committee, which you've chaired. You were a founder of the Young Leader Committee and you served as its co-chair. You created the Young Leader Speed Mentoring Program, and you've been a mentor in that. You've been involved in the golf uh, committee for, seems like forever. And <laughs> now you've moved into the um, the EDIB uh, committee, so the Equity, Diversity, Inclusion, and Belonging Committee, which is such an important part of what our chapter is trying to achieve and our industry, frankly. so. Um, I would just love to understand, like, what keeps you so engaged in the chapter in Cornet generally? What keeps you coming back? So Cornet has been so instrumental in my professional development. Um, you know, I've been involved in a lot of different organizations throughout my career, and it's just something I really believe in, and that is that you give back to the communities that you're a part of. Um, you can sit on the sidelines and watch what's going on, or you can really get in the game. And so I've always tried to make a concerted effort to be a part of these um, professional organizations because that's our community. You know, I think Cornet, you know, I started with membership when it was very uh, young as an organization, and I saw the value, the potential of what this organization could be. And being part of membership allowed me to share that passion for the organization with others. And then if you look through the rest of my kind of history of volunteerism, it follows the same path. It's about the things that I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. And young leaders, you know, there was a gap between the aging professional community and the youngsters. I was somewhere in the middle and I wanted to make sure that the chapter continued to grow and supported that younger generation coming in. Cause I really didn't have that um, when I started out at Hornet because I was past that. So you know, I think young leaders was something I'm passionate about. I love to golf, had to get involved in that. And as a, um, you know, a minority myself as both a woman and someone who's biracial, I wanted to help with the initiatives in EDIB. I think that's super important for not only Cornet, but for our industry. So I love that kind of follow your passions and you found uh, a community in Cornet that where you can apply those passions, which is really cool to hear. If there's somebody that is, that we're reaching it with this podcast, who's not yet a member of Cornet, I, I mean, clearly you just laid out a pretty good reason to join, but um, what, what advice or what pitch would you give to somebody who's not yet a member? Yeah, I would say, you know, get involved. 
Um, I'm a mentor, as you know, and the advice I always give to the people that are involved in Cornet and I'm mentoring is this is an organization where you're going to get out what you put in. And I would say if you want to learn in this industry and you want to uh, become a better professional or advance your career, Cornet's the place you need to be. They give you a lot of opportunities for education, networking, peer-to-peer and, you know, formal networking programs. I think it's absolutely a great way to um, help your future. I I think that's really powerful. So if you're listening and you're not yet a Cornet member, uh, Lena just gave you a really good reason to join. If you are a member and you're a little bit um, more of a passive member, maybe you're a newer member and you you haven't figured out the, the landscape, what Lena just said is right on is you, you get out of this, what you put into it. And, uh, and it's such a great community. So if you are on the more passive side of your being a member, jump in, do what Lena's done, get active. And as, as she laid out, follow your passions. You can do that within this chapter. So, well, well, Lena, thank you so much for your service to the chapter. It, you know, you've been involved since the early days. And so your imprint is all over it. And it's certainly a better chapter because of your involvement. So I really appreciate everything you do. And I speak for the entire membership when I say that. Thank you, Robert. I really appreciate that. Well, let's do this. Let's get to know a little bit more about you. You know, we've touched on power play. We'll probably go back to that. Um, I want to dive in a little bit to Real Estate Divas Bay Area. Tell me the origin story behind that. Why did you found that? When did you found it? You know, what what was the the origin story there? Yeah, you know, again, I'm I follow my passions, and um, I had just given birth to my third daughter, and so I know that our organization Red Bay Area is 17 years old. And coming back from maternity leave, um, I was in the construction industry and I was really observing how the men in the organization were interacting with one another and supporting each other. And it wasn't the same way that women that I knew or were interacting within the marketplace were supporting one another. And I thought, you know what? We should have our own girls club. There's clearly a boys club. We should have a girls club. So I started by reaching out to women that I knew women that I liked. And I said, let's get together. Let's talk about this. How can we make one another more successful? And it kind of caught on and it gained steam. And, um, you know, before I knew it, it was like a monthly event for 80 people. And this was just casually. So I decided in 2012 um, to launch it as an official organization. So actually this is our 10th year as a professional organization. How big is your membership? Um, these days? So one thing that's different about Red Bay Area is that we're not trying to be the biggest. We're trying to be the closest Mm -hmm. and most impactful. So we try to keep our membership around 100 members. It is invitation only. Mm -hmm. Um, You need to apply for a membership. And, you know, we allow people to bring guests to events, but we really try to keep the membership fees down. We've been really fortunate to have some consistent, strong sponsorship over the years. So that allows us to do a lot of different events, um, keep membership low and, you know, maintain the quality and the culture of the group as we've, you know, aged through this system. In the 17 years that you've sort of been doing that, have you seen the industry shift? Is the boys club become less of a boys club? Is there anything notable there to, to mention? You know, I think, you know, I refer to it as a girls club, but 
I think we need men to support women. I mean, it's great that women, like creating that environment in red for women to support other women is really important, but the best supporters of my career have been men. So yes, I've seen the, the way that women support each other. I feel like I've seen that change, at least within the organization. I see real efforts made for women to just reach out to another woman in the group and pull her along, you know, push them up the ladder. Um, so I guess to answer your question, yes, I've seen it change for the women. And I, I hope that men will continue to be advocates for women because we need them. Maybe that leads us into the EDIB work that you're doing. So, the, you know, the, the chapter, the NorCal chapter uh, created the um, Equity, Diversity, Inclusion and Belonging Committee a few years ago. Uh, you've been part of that, a really instrumental part of that. I'd be curious, you know, what is the work that the committee's doing there that you're doing on it? And what can you share about that for those that aren't familiar? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the committee does different things for different people. I know that some people are involved in the committee just to get a better understanding of some of the challenges that some of the other groups within our chapter face. And I think that that level of awareness helps them be more supportive. Um, I'm, I'm involved in that organization because I want to implement change. Mm-hmm. And I think part of how that's done is through exposure. Um, and that is done through events. So I've been involved in helping uh, create events like the one we just had last night, the one that we're planning for December. I'm also um, kind of supporting the communication efforts to make sure that EDIB stays top of mind in our newsletters and our social media and all of the other communication venues that we have available through Cornet. So you mentioned the event last night for those, because when this airs, that will probably be a little bit of a distant memory. The speaker uh, that spoke last night, what was her name? I know I'm going to butcher her last name, but it's Elizabeth Nayamaro, I believe is how you pronounce that. Awesome. And she was amazing. She's an advisor to the UN. She started an organization called He for She, which is a global organization. And um, yeah, it was a really moving presentation last night. And that was done in partnership with the women of Cornette. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, just as you kind of describe your involvement with EDIB and uh, Red Bay area, and, you know, I hear your passion sort of show up in the work that you're doing and, and the change advocacy that you bring to all that. So I, I, again, I don't know that people know that about you. So hopefully those that are listening are learning a little bit more about Lena and that part of who she is. There's a lot of humility there. There's a lot of modesty. I don't think, you know, that doesn't, you don't, run around screaming that work that you do, you do it more uh, with a little more quietly, but such an amount of uh, advocacy happening there. And, and I, I know the the chapter is better for it. Um, you know, I do want to ask, the last few years have been interesting for most. Um, you started your business in 2018. So just a couple of years before the pandemic, you know, as you think about the last few years in this idea of pivots, did you have to pivot? And if you did, what did those pivots look like for you both sort of professionally and and personally? I mean, the pandemic was so hard on our industry for all of us. And having just started my business and really starting out really strong, it was really exciting. And and I had, I thought I had a path in front of me and, you know, it all kind of came to a screeching halt in 2020. Things really slowed down. 
I tried to kind of think about different ways I could approach business and help my clients, but even my clients had nothing to do. So it was, it was a tough, it was a tough time for all of us. Um, during that time, I really tried to embrace what I could gain through that experience. And that was time with my family. Mm. And the other thing I really focused on was how can I help others who are struggling through this pandemic? And during that, I really tried to work with the board of red and come up with tools and we increased the frequency of our events to give people who felt isolated opportunities to connect with others. What had typically been a monthly event schedule became every two weeks. We were meeting on Zoom every two weeks. So it was a um, kind of a labor of love, um, but it was also just something that I think was really needed for all of us to come together and continue that community as we're going through such a difficult time. Wow. That's so you were moved to sort of increase your advocacy and your um, giving back to the industry during that, that moment. That's, that's really powerful. Uh, does that, will that frequency continue? Uh, no. I mean, I think when business picked up, um, the board was exhausted, right? Like it, I'm, I'm talking about red from my perspective, but there are a lot of people involved in making that machine hum. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of us were working really hard to help others. And it just, it's not something we could have sustained, but we went back to the monthly. We're trying to do mostly in-person, some, some virtual events now, but I think everybody really appreciated the increased frequency during that time. Oh, I bet. Yeah. That's, that's what a great contribution to a tough time. And I'm sure those that, that benefited from it, appreciate you, you and, and all of the organization doing that. All right, so I want to shift back to your work at PowerPlay, and, and one of the topic areas I love to dig into is is leadership. You know, one of the things I do for the chapter is is facilitate the leadership development cohort, and I focus on foundational leadership. That's kind of the piece I teach. And when I look at your career, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you're a CEO, you've had very senior level roles, uh, you've mentored, you've done a lot of things that sort of you know, help you become or, or help you be the leader that you are today. I would be, I'd love to hear from you sort of how did, how did your career as a leader get shaped? Are there moments in your career that sort of made you the leader that you are today? Has it been a journey? Like, how would you describe it? So I'm going to go back a little bit. Um, I think I mentioned I was an end user for a little over a decade. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I am a real estate native. I came right out of college and went into a corporate real estate role and had the opportunity to get some fantastic structured training. So I went through a pretty intense training program for two years. And during that time, I really had the opportunity to interact with very high level people within the organization. And many of them went out of their way to mentor me. And so I think that having that foundation of mentorship early on in my career really gives me um, an appreciation for the impact that can have on someone's career. So I've always tried to give back to people through mentorship, formally or informally. And that is a key part of my business at PowerPlay is being able to mentor people. Um, 
I hope I'm not diverging too far from your question. <laughs> not at all. No, I think that's right. I mean, it, what I'm hearing you say is, look, you, you sort of became the leader you are by being led, being mentored, having great opportunities. And and I think the way you're describing that, I'm going to use the term servant leadership. Would, would you dis- use that term to describe your own leadership style? I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I guess I never really thought about it that way, but yes, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that is exactly what it is. Yeah. And, and I would, you know, in the way I know you and the way you give back and the way you lead and coach others, I mean, I would definitely describe you as somebody that is, is more of that servant leader uh, as well. So, um, well, and I love that leadership topic because I think you're such a good example of somebody that's, you know, that sort of arrived in this place in their career where you can lead others. It doesn't, necessarily mean you're leading them through uh, being their manager, which sometimes people can confuse management with leadership, but that you're able to influence and mentor and coach and and really influence through the work that you're doing. So that's that's a really cool place that you've arrived at, I think, uh, as a leader in, in our industry. So thank you. Well, let's shift back to, to NorCal, uh, Cornet NorCal, just a little bit. So, you know, we've touched on this idea that you've been deeply involved. You've been deeply involved for a long time. And you've given a lot of yourself uh, to the chapter, to the organization, and your imprint is, you know, clearly on it, at least clear to me. Uh, how does it feel to be recognized by your peers as the service provider of the year? Oh, it's, first of all, it's shocking. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's an incredible honor. And um, yeah, I, I I am so humbled. I mean, I, it, it, it just it's something that every year I love this event and going to it. And I, I love hearing the stories of the winners of the past. And, uh, it's just hard to get my head around the fact that I'm going to be the one telling my story up there. (laughs) Well, I am excited that you are, it's so well-deserved. And I know I speak for the entire membership when I say this, you're very deserving of this. I mean, everything that we've just talked about would, would support that as well. Uh, and and I can say as as a friend and a colleague, you've definitely earned this with all you've given, all the value you've added along the way. Um, I get to see you up on the big stage here, not not too long from now. Have you started to work on your speech? You know, started. Don't give anything away, but have you started to to think about what you're going to say? Um, yeah, I've I've been thinking about it, probably overthinking it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's um, it's hard to think about talking about yourself. So at least for, for me. And so, you know, writing this speech is a labor of love and also pain and torture <laughs> as I put it together, because I'm like, oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm weeding it out, weeding it out. So hopefully I'll have it pulled together in time. I'm sure I will. <laughs> yeah, I, it's going to be great. And I think everybody's going to get just a, this great opportunity to celebrate you and and just appreciate you and all that you've have done for our industry, for our chapter. Thank you. Um, and, I, and I'm excited to see you on that big stage. And it is a big stage, but it's a stage with a that's in a room full of people that are there to support you and who care deeply about you. So it's that can be a lot of fun. Um, you know, Lena, if people want to learn more about you, if they're curious to connect with you, is LinkedIn kind of the best way to do that or is there a different way? Yeah, I mean, I think LinkedIn is always a, a great resource for connecting with people, but, you know, people can also, you know, check out my website. They can reach out to me directly through email. My website is powerplaypsd.com. And my email is just lena at powerplaypsd.com. And 
I'm always open to meeting new people and, you know, helping where I can. Awesome. And we'll put all that information in the show notes. So um, it's clear and people can just click on the links to connect with Lena. Well, Lena, I want to thank you for joining me on CoreCast. It's so good to be able to speak with you in this way. I mean, I've known you for so long. We've had so many conversations, but being able to kind of dig in a little bit, learn some new things about you. um, It's been great. I really appreciate it. And congrats once again on your award. That is so awesome. Thank you so much. It's, uh, It's been really fun. Speaking awesome. with you today. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. And we'll 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 leave it there. I just really enjoyed that conversation with Lena. Uh, as I've mentioned a few times throughout, I've known her for a really long time. And I think the world of her work and I think the world of her. And in this conversation, I actually got to learn a few new things about Lena. And I'm excited that our listeners got to learn more about Lena as well. One of my key takeaways is this idea of following your passions and the fact that she's been able to do that in our industry and in Cornet, Northern California and really put her passions into action, I think is really just a cool message uh, for those that are in the Cornet membership and those that are thinking about it. Uh, clearly from where I sit, Lena is deserving of the Service Provider of the Year Award and I view her as a model citizen of Cornet, Northern California, and I hope you do as well. I uh, want to thank all of our listeners for joining us today. And I want to make sure to thank Impact Group for their sponsorship of this episode. Please, please, please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. Please post it and post about it on your social media. Uh, There were several links that were mentioned uh, in the pod. Um, We'll make sure to put all the links Uh, that were mentioned in our show notes. Plus, you'll be able to find links to our past episodes on our Cornet Northern California website. And you can subscribe to hear our future episodes on iTunes or really anywhere that you get your pods. And if you have an idea for an upcoming episode or a guest, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to give us feedback on any of our past episodes, including this one, we'd also love to hear from you on that. And that's it for this episode of CoreCast. This is Robert Teed signing off. And until next time, work well and be well.